When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C, helping to open hearts and minds in a world of overstimulation. Now, here's Toby C. Hey friend. Oh yeah, it's me. Mm -hmm. Do you know what an idiom is? I-D-I-O-M, idiom. It's a language, it's a usage or an expression of our language that's peculiar to itself and either in having a meaning that cannot be derived, you know, actually from what is being said, but it, it has a particular conjoined meaning. I'll give you an example of some idioms like up in the air, you know, or hey, that's a giveaway. How about this? In the eye of the storm, there's an idiom. Yeah, an eye of the storm. It's an expression. Again, you know, it's a form of a metaphor, a figure of speech, if you will. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the eye of the storm today. Yeah. Oh, big time. You better believe it. Yeah, this show is called In This Moment. We're going to be talking about staying right here in the eye of the storm, in this moment. And I got to tell you, that is definitely where the eye of the storm is. It's not in the past where we're all burned up with anger. It's not freaking out and being anxious about the future, the unknown, the uncertainty of the future. Oh, no. The eye of the storm is right here, right now, in this moment. What a profound uh, revelation. That's why this show is called In This Moment. Yeah. And I'm your host, Toby C. Uh, you know, nothing special about me. I'm just, uh, I'm just sitting here trying to carry, trying to carry a message, um, having had a spiritual awakening. And I got to tell you, my friend, if you haven't had your spiritual awakening yet, you will soon. I promise you. You stick with it. You know, do not be discouraged. You know, you got to stick with it and keep coming back. Don't isolate. Don't separate from humanity. Don't, don't pull away from the group, whatever you do. That's where the devil wants you. <laughs> Why don't you separated from the group? You better believe it, my friend. Yeah, coming to you live recorded from Palm Springs, California. A lot of recovery out here. And um, just part of the iHub Radio Network. Uh, doing some health and wellness programming. Yeah. So who is not in the eye of the storm? Oh, we're going to be talking about that big time big time. I'll tell you who's not in the eye of the storm are people who are caught up in some kind of ad, in, a, in adversity. How about that? Maybe it's somebody that you know, maybe somebody you love, maybe somebody that's stuck. Maybe it's you. Adversity. You know, being stuck, being adverse, just not being able to get along with people and not being able to get along with ourselves. How about that for a... Um, a generalization of adversity or, or how about maybe you're just stressed out. You know, the storm, the storm is what I'm talking about. And the storm might be just stressed out by life, stressed out by, again, uh, defective relationships with people, um, stressed out and in, in not knowing what to say or not knowing what to do or not knowing what the rules are or afraid of what the consequences are or stressed out about being on the edge of uncertainty. Does that sound like somebody, you know? Oh Yeah. Yeah. You know, recovery addresses uh, people who are in recovery uh, address uh, the word calamity a lot. A lot of calamity going on out there in our heads. Yeah. You may have heard the, the intro, the voiceover of our uh, 
of our introduction. You know, Howard did a great job. It's in a world of overstimulation, man. We're just overly stimulated. Yeah, that's the storm. And we're going to be talking about this hour about about the pitfalls about of, of not being in the eye of the storm. We're going to talk about the pitfalls of being caught up in the storm. <clears throat> and then we're going to be talking about how to find the eye of the storm. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, yeah. How to, how to ease the turmoil and the calamity and the pomp and the ego. How to, how to ease off on the worship of other things and worship of other people and, and this unhealthy, passive-aggressive behavior and life that we're in. Man, what a storm. What, an, what a storm. What an S storm. I won't say what the S stands for, but you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> hey, and life is not a dress rehearsal. And I'm not here to preach to you like carp diem and, you know, seize the day and get all you can. I'm telling you, you know, there's a way how to get the most out of, uh, out of life and not being caught up in the storm. How about that? You better believe it. <clears throat> of course, the storm, the problem with the alcoholic centers in his mind. The problem with most people who suffer, whether it's from alcohol abuse or drug abuse or compulsive shopping or gambling or deviant sex or whatever, whatever your, whatever your drug of choice is, that's our storm. See, and, and our storm generally involves interaction with other people, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. We can't have a storm without another person. <clears throat> I mean, some people, okay, you know, some people need to be heavily medicated. <laughs> They're born that way, right, Lady Gaga? But uh, for the most part, most of us, um, we can either choose to be in the storm or not. And uh, we don't even know what the storm is half the time. But the storm has ultimately led us to defective relationships with others and ourselves. And the solution is to pull away is to avoid, yeah, to practice avoidance. Ooh, yeah. If you're just joining us, um, I'm Toby C. The name of this show is called In This Moment, and we're going to be mashing out this hour the topic of recovery in the eye of the storm. Isn't that wonderful? To find recovery in the eye of the storm and to understand that those of us who suffer have been caught up in the storm. There it is, the idiom of the eye of the storm. The metaphor, the figure of speech, whatever you want to call it. The circus, how about that? <laughs> I love it. Oh, I'll tell you, if you stick around recovery long enough, you're going to hear all kinds of wonderful little one-liners and taglines and, and, um, and slogans and what have you. And <clears throat> one of my favorite is that, uh, you know, the, the circus may still be in town, okay? The circus never leaves town, my friend. But at least the monkey's not on my back today. There it is. How about that? So maybe if you can't relate to, <clears throat> you know, life being a big S-storm and trying to find the, 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 uh, the eye of that storm, how about the, how about the idiom of, of, of it's a circus out there? It's an absolute circus. And there's a way, my friend, <clears throat> to find this, to find the the perimeter of that circus ring and to be able to step out of that circus and and find yourself pl 
placed in a position of neutrality, you know, feeling like you're just in a place of peace. You've just stepped out of this circus and that you can be safe and protected. And I'll tell you, the biggest illusion, the biggest trick is to think that the only way to find neutrality, to find true safety and protection is to isolate. (laughs) That's the big lie, my friend. That's the big lie. And I never miss an opportunity to start off every show to remind myself and to remind you and me and us that that it's the devil's work. The devil wants us to think that that since we manufactured this own this misery, that that we're the sole um, solution. See, but we're not, and that's the big lie. You know, only you can decide to get better. Only you alone can get better. But you you can't do it alone. See. There's the, there's the hook. That's the part the devil doesn't want you to, to recognize. The devil wants you to think that since you've caused so much havoc and destruction, that, that the safest place for you to be is alone. And I'm telling you, don't do it. See, you can't heal yourself. You may be suffering from an illness, which only a spiritual experience will conquer. There it is. So if you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer, that's kind of an idiom, that's kind of a metaphor for, uh, for something called God consciousness. And I'm telling you, my friend, you can acquire God consciousness quickly, very quickly. You may have already acquired it unknowingly <laughs> and abused that power, that, that beautiful God consciousness. But here's the deal, my friend. You've got to get out of isolation. You've got to come out of loneliness you got to get back into the group. Whatever the group may be, you've got to find the group. And I'll tell you why. Because the spiritual experience that's going to conquer the illness that you may be suffering from is, is found in the group. There it is. And if you stick around the group long enough, you're going to discover that <laughs> it's really not the group that's getting you better. Meeting makers make it, but meetings do not get people sober or give them a, a happy, joyous, and free life. No, it's God. It's a God of our understanding. It's a loving God as he expresses himself through the, that's right, the group. There it is. It's God as he expresses himself through the group. Amen on that. And you can do that. I know you can. Of course you can. You got to make a commitment. It's got to be a heartfelt commitment. And you've got to decide, you know, I don't want to suffer anymore. And I'm tired of of being terminally unique. I'm tired of fighting this thing. I'm tired of being alone. I'm tired of being a groom of 200 people and feeling like the most loneliest man or woman in the place. Can you relate to that? Absolutely. So the solution is the group. And I swear to you, find the group. I don't care if it's a a group of people who like to make puppets out out of toilet paper rollers, okay? You've got to find people that you get along with you got to find people that you have something in common with you know you don't have to just make a commitment to the kinship of common suffering that's that's what the group is of course not but you got to find some kind of a, of a commune you got to find a group of people that you can relate to there it is 
You know, we got we to gotta relate to the world about us. That was the problem all along, wasn't it? That's why we isolated. That's why we had defective relationships with others and ourselves, is we failed to recognize our total inability to form a true partnership with another human being. We are caught up in all this pomp and worship of other things. You know, but in some form or, or other, it is there. What is there, Toby? I'll tell you what is there. The eye of the storm, the perimeter of the circus ring. A God of your understanding. There it is. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, man. More often, though, we had met up with some major calamity into our way of thinking lost out because, because we thought that God deserted us. There it is. That's where the devil wants us. Amen on that. So anyway, if you heard one message this segment before we start mashing out how to how to stay out of the storm and get into the eye of the storm, how to stay out of the circus and get out of the perimeter, if there's one takeaway from the segment, what is it? Ah, get out of isolation. Get out of loneliness. Make a commitment to the group. Make a commitment to the group. Make a commitment to recovery. Find your group. I know you can. Make a commitment. Sit all the way down, baby. Don't jump around. Uh, and if you stay on the bus long enough, the view outside the window starts to change. You better believe it. We're going to be right back. My name's Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment. Talking about recovery, the eye of the storm. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. More of In This Moment with Toby C. All right. Let's talk about, first of all, why we like to not be in the eye of the storm and why we like to be in the storm. I mean, let's face it. Ah, We're born that way. It's instinctual. It really is. It's absolutely instinctual. We like it. It makes us feel alive. When we're in conflict or, or, or collision with something or somebody else, it makes us feel alive, right? Oh, you better believe it, man. When we're in the storm, you know, our neurotic uh, uh, perfectionism, we, we can get away with being sloppy, can't we? Because, hey, man, we're caught up in the storm, right? Oh, yeah. Um. It's extreme, man. Somewhere, you know, somewhere between the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat is God. It's a bandwidth, man. It's There's not a lot going in on that bandwidth, you know. The thrill of victory, right, or the agony of defeat, those are the extreme polar ends of life, you know. You know, that's the storm. The storm is is extreme behavior. Of course it is. Danger, danger, risky behavior. Ooh, take a chance, gambling. Come on, go a little faster. There's no cops around. 
take a chance. Come on. You know that little devil that sits on our, on our left shoulder saying, yeah, go ahead. Temptation. Come on. It's easy. Blame it on the storm. Take some risks. Yeah, that's what, that's what happens in the storm. Unfortunately, you know, the pitfall uh, is that we, we endanger ourselves, and, and quite often we harm ourselves and we harm others. Oh, yeah, in the storm. And, and believe me, you can try to hide in the midst of the wind of the storm, but mm, sooner or later you're going to be blown out and exposed for who you are, and you're going to be blamed. You're going to be blamed for being a real, a real S-stirrer. Again, I'm not allowed to say what S stands for, but you stir it up. You know, are you an Esther? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You know, the eye of the storm is fear. It's fear. You know, we go to amusement parks not to chill. Well, not all of us. Some of us do. <laughs> for there with a family of 12. Find a little find a little corner where you can have a cappuccino and just chill. Life is an amusement park for some of us, isn't it? What exciting thing is going to happen today? That's the storm. We, we look forward to it. We, we plan for the storm. We, we strategize for the storm, right? Oh, of course we do. Of course we do. We love the storm. But the storm is... is um, <laughs> the storm is really, come on, at the end of the day is what leads us to this type of selfish, self-centered behavior that we're really unaware of because, again, we're in denial. We're too distracted. You know, the storm, man, everything's blowing around, man. I can't pay attention to you. I'm trying to survive myself. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that, we think, is the root of our, of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of what? Fear, amusement park. There it is. But the problem is, you know, that... That uh, even though our intentions are good, we step on the, the toes of our fellows and they retaliate, see, because we placed ourselves in a position to be hurt. How did we place ourselves in a position to be hurt, Toby? Well, it's real simple. By wanting to be in the storm. If you want to take yourself out of a position to be hurt, you got to get out of the storm. So the reason why you've been in pain this whole time, the reason why you've been in defective relationships this whole time, the reason why you can't get along with certain people this whole time, the reason why you couldn't get along with yourself this whole time was because you're in the storm or the circus, whatever you want to call it, man. I love the circus, but the storm is cool. That's the title of this show. It's called Recovery, the Eye of the Storm, man. You want to get better, you got to find the eye of the storm, my friend. And I got to tell you, you know who's waiting for you in the eye of the storm? It's God. Of course it's God. Time after time, this apparent calamity, it was a boon for us. <laughs> because the calamity led us to the bottom, my friends, right? And it opened up a path which led to the discovery, or for some of us, the rediscovery of God. There it is. So there it is. That's the eye of the storm. That's the ring of the circus, man. It's a God of your understanding. It's a God of your understanding. Ha <laughs> ha. 
You see, deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. But but here, it may be obscured. He's hidden. He's obscured. Ah, what is he obscured by, Toby? He's obscured by the storm, man. He's obscured by, by pomp and by calamity and by worship of other things. There it is. Take away the storm, man, and you experience something called the great reality. It's called recovery. It's called God. All right, I'm going to be right back, and we're going to move into the solution, how to get into the eye of the storm, man, and recover once and for all. Isn't that beautiful? Bet you can hardly wait. Be right back. Toby C. in this moment. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here's your guide, Toby C. Hey, when I stopped living in the problem, I started living in the answer, the problem went away. There it is. <laughs> if you're ready to, 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 to get out of the storm and find some peace and some serenity, listen up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a couple of little tricks how to do that. No guarantee it'll work for you. And I'm not going to tell you if it worked for me, but possibly or else I wouldn't be talking about it. Right? Oh, yeah. You know, if you're just joining us, uh, recovery, the eye of the storm, there it is. That's what we're talking about. You know, we just talk, we just kind of touched on the highlights of, of the problem with being in the storm, man. Because we're all born that way. It's our instinctual, our instinctual drive. It makes us feel alive, right? Yeah, well, let me tell you something. It's the great illusion, okay? It's the big lie. <laughs> it's pretty fun, I'm telling you. The storm is fun. Some of us don't survive the storm. Some of us get swept out and, and, uh, and we die. Oh, yeah. Maybe you know some people who were taken out by the storm. You know, they lived hard and partied hard and played hard and they died hard. Whatever. You know, this whole idea for, you know, if you're listening to this show and you're listening to this, this message, <laughs> chances are you're just tired of being in the storm, right? Let me tell you the best way to get out of the storm is uh, for some of us, is you got to hit your bottom. You just have to say, man, I am so done. I am so done being in this storm. It's killing me, man. You know, it's killing me. And the second you say you're done, the second, I swear to you, my friend, the second you say you're done and only you can say I'm done, the, the, the trap door opens, man. And you're able to fall through the trap door of denial. Uh, you fall into this place called no man's land, okay? Where you just accept your disease, whatever it is, alcoholism, drug abuse, compulsive shopping, codependency, whatever it is, okay? <sighs> you hit your bottom, man. Yeah, you hit your bottom. And, um, and then you start taking recovery and all this, all this 
bubblegum bumper sticker talk you've been listening to forever, it seems like, in recovery, all this recovery jargon, you start taking it seriously. See? And uh, you know you're drowning, man. You know if you don't get this thing, man, you're just, you're going down, you're going under. Life's not worth living, right? You're done. And I swear, if, if you stick around, you're going to discover quickly that, that what you thought was a flimsy reed, okay, floating on the surface of this water in this storm you were in was actually, actually the loving hand of God. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. See, God... God would have God would have put you down, man, like the like the junkyard dog you are long ago. If in fact you are, if in fact you are were not perfect and loved and did not have a purpose to fulfill, okay, you would have been put down long ago. You didn't think so because you were in denial, of course. But you had to hit bottom, man. You had to hit bottom, and and at the bottom, you know, we enter into that agreement with God, like so many of us do. Do you know what agreement that is? That you do. It's the agreement when, when we're at our absolute wit's end and, and we've really given up on life and we're alone and we're screaming out, God help me, or God, why did you do this to me? Or 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 God, why, why is this happening? God, why, why, why? Okay? God, please help me. God, please help me lift this merciless obsession. God help me get out of this pickle. God, please help me. Do you remember that agreement? Ah, yes, you've made it so many times, haven't you? And how many times did, did, did God step up and, and, and give you some peace? Maybe he didn't answer your prayer like a genie that came out of a bottle, but he gave you some peace. He restored you to peace and some sanity. And your prayers, believe it or not, were answered. And God, God answered you in your beseechment of, of, of entering into the agreement with him. But guess what? You didn't, enter, you didn't honor your agreement with him. You never did. We never do, right? Yeah. We, so often we fail to honor our agreement with God when he gets us out of that pickle. So this is the moment now you get a chance to honor your agreement with God now. It's at the bottom, man. You got to suffer. Oh, man, do we suffer, right? And why do we suffer? And, and, and I'm not going to say you need to suffer anymore to, to find that, that sweet spot, to get into the zone of suffering. But I'll tell you, when you suffer, you experience something called the gift of desperation, that you become as open-minded to conviction and as willing to listen as only the dying can be. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is open-minded to conviction. Conviction means that you're, really, you're willing to surrender. You're done. You're going to lay down and take the 10 count. You're going to stop getting up and fighting, man. You're done. Lay down. Stay down. And that's what happens in recovery. Oh, yeah. And if you don't lay down and stay down after you slip through the trap door into no man's land, you are screwed, blued, and tattooed, man. You are done. All right? You are truly in no man's land. Once you've made that admission of personal powerlessness, you have slipped through the trap door and only you can, can make that admission. Only you can say, I've hit my bottom and I'm done. And it's at that moment that, that you decide that you want to go ahead and honor your, your commitment, your agreement with God. Whatever, whatever you want to call it, man. Whoever you were screaming out to in that moment of desperation, give it a name, man. You were there, and so was he. He never left you. He always answered the door when you knocked, but you didn't let him in. 
This time you're going to let them in. And it happens in recovery, see? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been given the gift of desperation and we get into recovery and we start to pay attention and listen to this thing. And we understand that there are certain rules, man, for good living and good sobriety. <laughs> They're called principles. Principles spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life can expel the obsession to drink and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. Sound like somebody you know? You know, and expel the obsession to drink or whatever obsession you got, man. But these are rules for good living and, and getting along with people. They're called dictates of a higher power, man. They didn't come from some man. They come from some something other than human. <laughs> they came from, from God, Allah, Haru, whatever you want to call it, man. But I'm telling you, one of my favorite quotes in that book called Alcoholics Anonymous. What a great book, man. And I don't care. Hey, you, if you're not even alcoholic, if you're like a compulsive shopper or a sex junkie or whatever, man, read the, the book Alcoholics Anonymous because it, it is full of timeless and universal wisdom. Otherwise, the United States Library of Congress would not have declared it the eighth most influential piece of literature in our nation's history and culture. How about that? One of my favorite quotes is this. Check this out. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. One more time, Toby. Okay. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. There it is. So what they're doing is they're, they're telling you to put your hand in the hand of the man. Find somebody in your group that you trust and go bury your nose in some spiritual publication called the, big, called the Bible or the book Alcoholics Anonymous. There's another book called You Can't Afford the Luxury of a Negative Thought. There's, there's all kinds of them, man. There's some great books out there, man. But go bury your nose in it and try to, try to pull out of these, these, these pages the allegorical meaning of what's written in there and find these things called principles spiritual in their nature. They're concealed. You got to read them about 10 times and not alone. <laughs> That's why we read them with another person. And by about the 20th time, man, these spiritual principles jump out of the pages at you. Ooh. And these spiritual principles are meant to guide you on a path, a path, uh, of which there's a sign next to this path on which it is inscribed the following. This is a path to a faith that actually works. There it is. This path that they're talking about is the path of the eye of the storm. There it is. The eye of the storm is discipline. The eye of the storm is obedience. The eye of the storm is recovery. The eye of the storm is finding somebody and doing for some of us the first honest self appraisal that we've ever done in our entire lives. We were in denial, right? And now we get a chance to really take a look at ourselves. Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the waters. Put your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the seas. Take a look at yourself. And you can look at others differently. 
put your hand in the hand of the man. You know the rest. From Galilee. And if you can't, if you can't find the man from Galilee, put your hand in the hand of, an, of another man or woman that you trust from your group. That's how you're going to find the eye of the storm, my friend. That's how you're going to find the perimeter of the circus ring. Beautiful. You know, I don't know about you. The God that I became reacquainted with wants me to be in that really boring bandwidth called recovery and serenity and, and being grounded and centered, okay? And I got to tell you, not a lot happens in that bandwidth, but it's so sweet. It's the sweet spot of life. You know why? There may not be any real tumultuous um, cataclysmic um, events that happen, but it's so sweet, man. It's called Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. Have you ever heard the sound of grace? Listen. How, how sweet the sound. That's the eye of the storm, my friend. You want that. You want the eye of the storm. You want to be there. Believe me. The eye of the storm is where, is where you can find a faith, a faith that actually works. The eye of the storm is where you can finally take an objective look at the demon that wanted to keep you in the storm to begin with, and you can expel it. See, cleaning house in recovery is about opening up your minds and opening up our hearts so that the grace of God can enter us and expel the deadly obsession. That's not Toby talking. That's a quote. See, we only thought that we had, you know, cleaned house. We only thought that we had opened up our minds and our hearts so that the grace of God could enter us and expel the obsession, but we hadn't. Oh, yeah. So come on, get to work, man. Get to work recovering. Get to work looking at why you want to be in the eye of the storm. It's very, very self-evident, man. That's, that's our default zone. It's where the devil wants us, baby. When we come back, I'm going to tell you the sweetest way to get into the eye of the storm and how to stay there. How about that? And it involves finding somebody else who's out there drifting in this ocean of insanity and pulling them out of the water with the life preserver of recovery and bringing them into the eye of the storm. How about that? You're going to become a sponsor. What a concept. We're going to be right back. Toby C. In this moment, recovery, the eye of the storm. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, we hope you've had a chance to calm down, connect, and feel secure. And now, today's conclusion of In This Moment with Toby C. Okay, are you, are you ready to get into the eye of the storm and recover once and for all? Are you ready to get out of the circus and get out to the perimeter of the circus and stand on the circus ring, you know, and step out of that circus? Are you ready? All right. Well, here's how you do it. 
first of all, you got to get better because obviously you cannot transmute anything that you have not got. Okay. So you got to get better. You got to get, and the way we get better is just get into recovery, get in the group, find a sponsor, clean house, get all the answers to why, right? And then you're going to experience something, something profound in the group. And you're going to experience something called interdependence. Yeah. Interdependence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's when living things rely on other living things for their existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mutually dependent elements relying on mutual assistance. Yeah, support and cooperation. That's the group. Mm-hmm. Interdependence. Yeah, it's when people depend on one another. You know, I started off the very beginning of this show telling you how important it was to get out of isolation and, and loneliness, and you got to get back into the group. And it's not easy, man. Loneliness and being shy, <laughs> ask my ex-wife, it's easy, okay? It takes effort to, to be part of a group, man, but I'm telling you the dividends will pay off and pay off handsomely. Because, see, people, people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. And I do believe Barbara Streisand had it right. And I do believe that people, people who do not need people and people who isolate and practice avoidance are cursed. I was there. You don't have to worry about dying and going to hell, man. You can find a living hell right here on earth. Believe me, I was there. So the whole purpose of cleaning house, hmm, is not to get better so you can live this wonderful life and skip to the loo, my darling. No, the real purpose of cleaning house ah, is to fit ourselves to be a maximum service to God and those about us. So what they're really saying, I think, is that uh, the real purpose of cleaning house is to prepare ourselves to find somebody else who needs to clean house and to pay attention to them. That's all. It's called sponsorship. Ah. Hey, by the way, This segment's called the imagination uh, exercises. And I want you to imagine yourself being a sponsor. I want you to imagine that maybe if you you fell away from the grace of God and and you fell away from the program and the the program just didn't uh, continue working for you, is that maybe maybe you failed to enlarge upon your spiritual life by failing to uh, make yourself available to just one person to pay attention to them a few times a week. Bury your nose in the big book or the Bible or some other publication. It's called sponsorship. And I'm telling you, my friend, please don't ever forget this elementary truth that the primary function of sponsorship is not to develop some deep and meaningful relationship with your sponsee. It's to prepare your sponsee to become a sponsor. Did you get that memo? Did your sponsor tell you that they're going to prepare you to become a sponsor? Well, if they didn't, would you please tell them that Toby told you to tell them that they're supposed to prepare you to become a sponsor. And the sooner they uh, step on it, the better off for everybody. (laughs) The better off the world will be the sooner you become a sponsor. Because guess what? Recovery and cleaning house is about finding the eye of the storm. Finding the sweet spot of recovery. Finding serenity. Being grounded. Being centered. Oh, yeah, man. Quit being a weeble that's wobbling around all over the place, bouncing into things and crashing into things, including relationships. 
There it is. So now that you've recovered, ah, and you're in the zone, how do you stay in the zone? Well, first of all, you gotta you gotta make staying in the zone worthwhile. If if the zone is no fun, if it's not the fun zone, you're probably not gonna want to be there. Don't you agree? Of course you do. <laughs> the way to want to stay in the fun zone is to make the fun zone fun. And I swear to you, my friend, sponsorship's fun. And you can start sponsoring people really quick, man. All you got to do is in your group, in your kinship of common suffering, in your group that you go to every day, right? Is look for somebody who's in a little bit more pain than you, who's a little newer. Go put your arm around them and say, you know, you don't ever have to be alone again. You don't ever have to drink again or whatever they're doing, man. You know, welcome. And you make them feel part of and you start to pay attention to this person and you pull this person what you're doing is you're pulling this person out of the storm and into the eye of the storm. You're pulling this person out of the circus and onto the perimeter of the circus. It's called recovery. And when you start to pay attention to this person, you're going to witness something miraculous. You're going to witness life taking on a new meaning. You're going to witness this person helping others. You're going to witness this person paying attention to other people and being useful. You're going to witness a fellowship growing up about you and this person. You're going to witness life taking on a new meaning, of course. It's going to blow your mind to watch the miracle of recovery and to know that you, the sponsor, and all you had to do is invest a little bit of your time. You paid attention to this person. You were responsible for this. And you experienced the gift of recovery. You experienced something called joy. There it is, man. Joy. And it's the kind of joy you can't get in an amusement park. It's the kind of joy you can't find at the bottom of a bottle or at the end of a needle. It's the kind of joy you can't get no matter what amount of type of raw sex you have or, or compulsive shopping or the insanity of self out there. No, man. It's joy. Oh, and it's a drug, man. And you're going to want more of it. And this joy is going to give you an overwhelming and compelling reason to stay healthy one day at a time in mind, body, and spirit. It's this joy that's going to motivate you to keep a mindful eye out for somebody who's suffering, who's drowning in the storm, who's grasping for these flimsy reeds of recovery so you can throw out the life preserver and actually offer up the hand of, of God, the loving hand of God, man. It's at the end of that life preserver, and you're going to throw it out to them in the storm, and you're going to reel them in, man. You're going to reel them onto shore. You're going to reel them into the eye of the storm. And it's going to be the sweet spot, man. Whew. The hand of God. You are going to be a channel of the hand of God. You are going to be an instrument for the hand of God. You're going to become a guardian angel. You're going to become a sponsor, and it's going to blow your mind, and you're going to love it. You're going to love being in the eye of the storm. You're going to love pulling others into the eye of the storm. How about that? You're going to love recovery. And this love of recovery and love for other people and love for being in the eye of the storm is going to eclipse any notion you may have throughout the day of getting loaded or acting out. How about that? Amen on that. All right, take a deep breath. I'm Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment. And the show is about recovery, the eye of the storm. I hope you've enjoyed it. Come back soon. And if nobody's told you they love you today, Toby Legend, keep coming back. It works if you work it.
If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 